stuff you've probably heard before for sure, but we're going to be hitting it from kind of a different angle, and we want to be 150% sure we hit it from the right context. Because anytime you're in the Word, context is very important because it has a meaning as to exactly who it was to and how it was taken in that day, but then it also has an application for us. And, and that's what we live by. It's a, the, God's Word's living. Uh, there, there's, there's facts and truths, and then He wants us to put that into practice today. So, Matthew chapter 11, and we're going to be, uh, we'll read verses uh, 25 through 30, and then we'll focus on 28 through 30, of course. Um, but basically, what, what Jesus is, is describing here and, and, and how we can apply this tonight is, is a call to salvation and a call to discipleship. First of all, are you in Christ? And then second of all, is He in you? And are you showing Him to others? Isn't that what our, our theme is? To know God and to make Him known. And so I think that this passage is exactly uh, for us to apply uh, tonight. So verse, uh, verses 25 through 30. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight, all things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. And this is what's most familiar to us. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you tonight, Lord. Just, uh, just thank you for the opportunity to share your word. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you, I come in humility. Just move me out of the way, Lord, and I pray that you would just give to them what you've shown me in your word. Um, speak to us through your word. I pray that we would apply it tomorrow. Change us from the inside out. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so in context, in context here, basically the, uh, Jesus is addressing the people of Israel uh, that, are, that are all weighed down with... Uh, the externals, the legals, the do's and the don'ts. Uh, and, and he's speaking uh, specifically uh, to the Jews that are oppressed by the Pharisees because the Pharisees, obviously, they were all about the law, uh, the Mosaic law. But in addition to that, they had some other stuff that they added in on top of it. And so in context, verse 25, at that time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father... Lord of heaven and earth, because, hid thee, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent and has revealed them unto babes. So, first of all, in verse 25, Jesus thanks the Father for hiding the truth. So, who did he hide it from? He hid it from the, from the folks, the very ones that thought that they knew it. From the very ones that were putting external 
other external uh, rules and regulations on top of these Jews. And so he hid it from, from the well-educated, from the intellectual. So, so here tonight, as we kind of work into this, my first thing is this, don't miss the truth. Don't, don't be so biblically educated, if you will, that you miss the truth. And, and it's, so, it's so easy to do, but it's such a simple message. Because, let's face it, before we even get into it, life generally, I'm not talking about spiritual, I'm talking about secular, okay? Life is based on performance. Would you all agree with that? Your job, your classes, everything in life is based on performance. And what we try to do is we try to carry that over, that competition, we try to carry that same mentality into our spiritual walk. And that's when we get in real trouble. Because I'm going to tell you, secularly, Colossians says we're supposed to do everything excellent. I mean, we're supposed to, everything we do, whatsoever we do, eat, drink, sleep, do it wholeheartedly as unto the Lord, right? We're supposed to be the best. However, that's not the focus. Spiritually, it's not about how can I grind it out and make it. That's exactly the opposite, and that's what he's going to explain right here. Um, You know, religion is us trying to reach heaven. Salvation in a relationship with Christ is heaven coming to us. See, that's what we're getting ready to celebrate, Christmas. I mean, the Savior, God came and put on flesh and dwelt among us. And He shows us right here exactly how we need to become a disciple and a follower of Christ. So, don't miss the truth tonight. Look at verse 27. All things are delivered unto me and my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. So not only was Jesus thanking the Father for hiding the truth, in verse 27 Jesus declares that he and the Father know each other completely. And Jesus can reveal the Father to anyone that He wants to. So now listen, if we know that, if, if Jesus is thanking the Father that He's hiding the truth from all these people that think they have it all together and have it under control, and if He knows the Father and the Father knows Him and He can reveal the Father to whomever He wants to, the first step we need to take tonight is we need to come with a spirit of humility. Humility. That's the first thing I see. I mean, you you got to come humbly. Hey, for salvation, that's the first step. For sanctification, as we grow in grace and knowledge, first step. If we don't come with a humble heart, then we're already saying that my way is better and I can figure it out on my own. Now, as we said, you know, when we're talking about secularly, how, how we, in our life, life's about a competition, and we should work hard, and we should be excellent, and then we try, to, we try to convert that over to our spiritual walk. If we try to live spiritually in that manner, we're going we're gonna to be frustrated a lot because we're going to be burnt out. We're going to be disappointed because we will fail. 
Because if you leave it up to me, I will let you down. If I leave it up to me, I'm going to blow it every time. And so that's a vicious cycle of I'm going to try hard, I'm going to get myself up here, and then I'm going to fall back down because I'm doing it in my own merit. So here's what we have. In context, these people of Israel, they're, they're, they feel guilty. They're burdened down. They're frustrated because they are trying their best to know who God is. Now, what did I say our... What, what is our motto? To know God and to make Him known. Now, if we go in the wrong direction with that knowing God, we're going to end up just like these Jews that Jesus is getting ready to talk to. You say, well, what's a remedy for that? That's what, that's what we're going to find out tonight. We don't want to be guilty, frustrated, and dissatisfied. That always goes with performance. Okay? I'm afraid and I've done it to my kids at times, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I'm, I'm guilty of this, and we're guilty of doing it on ourselves. sometimes we have performance-based Christianity. You say, what do I mean by that? Well, it's pretty simple, really. We do everything externally on the outside that looks correct. We're heading in the right direction but there's nothing happening on the inside. And then when, when life throws us a curve, or even more than that, we don't know how to handle that because we've been doing it in our own strength, in our own power. We're trying to know God based on our own merit and our own work, if that makes sense. So, um, Flip, hold your spot right there, but flip over to uh, Matthew 23 right quick. Matthew 23, verse 4. Because here's what the Pharisees were doing to them. Matthew 23, verse 4. The Pharisees were putting all these externals on the Jews and saying, verse, uh, verse, verse 4, For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be born, and they lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. So look, they're, they're, they're pressing these people. How many of you ever had somebody that, I mean, you don't have to raise your hand or definitely don't name names, that you've had somebody that's really trying to help you in your spiritual walk, but here's how they're helping you. They're telling you, you need to do this, 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 and this. Well, doing, doing, doing is not going to get you where you need to be because we're going to see right here in the next few verses, that's not how Jesus operates. Does, are there things that we are required? Absolutely. But if we're doing them in the Spirit, they don't feel like something that has to be done because we're yielding to what Christ wants us to do. But anyway, we'll get into it right here. So, in this context, just understand uh, what we're going to see here is a gracious invitation to, to everybody that wants to experience the relief, the joy, and the blessings of life in Christ. Okay? So verse 28, in that context, all these burdens that have been put on these Jews by the Pharisees, Jesus says this, Come unto me. We're going to see the invitation. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
come unto me. Um, that word come is a strong appeal on the behalf of another. Um, in other words, turn away from what you're presently doing and turn to me because I want you to come unto me. Um, now, what does that look like? I mean, come unto me in sal for salvation and certainly come, under me, come unto me for your sanctification or your, or your growing uh, or your, your being set apart. Um, look at Matthew, uh, let's see, 11. No, we won't read that, I'm sorry. So for those that are already believers, that invitation is, hey, come and have a personal relationship with me as you grow in this Christian walk. For the folks that have never accepted Christ as Savior, never seen themselves as a sinner, come unto me for your salvation as your Savior. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. And you say, well, what about... What about uh, let me flip back to verse... What's the verse? Broad is the way and, uh, and, and narrow... I can't even remember the... Uh, yeah, it leads to destruction. You say, well, what about that verse? Well... It's as simple as this. This is why it's so narrow. Not because we got to earn it. Not because we can do anything to merit it. The reason it's narrow is because John 14, 6 says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. So when Jesus says, Come unto me, all you labor and heavy laden, what he's saying is it's very narrow, but it's as narrow as Jesus. That's, that's, that's who it's about. It's about Jesus. So the invitation, come unto me. Me, it's personal. Um, and Sometimes you'll hear it taught that, uh, well, when you think about come unto me, you've got to think about the person of Christ, not a denomination, not a specific group of people, not... A, uh, a political organization, but it's come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden. How many times have you put stock in person or a group or something else and they let you down? And they leave you labor and heavy laden. Well, Jesus is saying in that invitation, come unto me, it's exclusive. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a family or a tradition, it's it's come unto me the person of Christ. Um, come unto me all you labor and heavy laden. And we'll get back to that. I'll give you rest. But here's where I, really, where I wanted to really get to. Look at verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Now, back to verse 28, who is that invitation to? It says, come unto me all. All. Now this will make us a little bit uncomfortable tonight, but, but that invitation 
either by, either for salvation or for sanctification, is to exactly who it says it's to. It's to all. What about the LGBTQ plus? They're all. What about the guy that shows up every single service who has who is filled with anger in his heart? That's all. What about the person who secretly had an abortion? That's all. What about, you name them all. See, we think for whatever reason sometimes that it's coming to me the exclusive. But it's not exclusive. It's the all. And if we can get that, if we get a hold of that, First of all, it'll help us. And then second, it's going to help us help other people. So the invitation come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden. You know, all of us have burdens. And the burdens sometimes are caused by ourselves because we think if we don't talk a certain way, act a certain way, or we make a mistake, then obviously we're not where we should be in our spiritual walk, which is true. If that's Holy Spirit conviction, that's fine. If that's an external person telling you that and you feel guilty, well, you're going to end right back up in the same spot. See, it has to be a conviction, a Holy Spirit conviction from the inside that says, I sinned against a, a holy God that sent his son to die for me and was buried and rose again than it is to perform or to conform by a list. All you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Verse 28, verse 29, I'm sorry. Take my yoke upon you. Now, while God uses, obviously uses churches, Christ died for the church, gave himself for it. He uses churches, he uses, he uses pastors, he uses teachers. But can I tell you, it's personal. He uses himself. Take my, it's personal, personal. Per, take my yoke upon you. Now a yoke is a wooden apparatus that was used to harness the power of animals. Y'all, everybody knows what a yoke is probably, except for this crowd over here. <laughs> everybody know what a yoke is? You've seen them yoked up together, oxen or whatever it is. And the idea is to connect that power for a specific use to get some work done. Isn't that crazy? Take my yoke. So Jesus is talking about, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get yoked up with me. Because you're already yoked up with your social media. You're already yoked up with your, with your work. You're already yoked up with you fill in the blank. And guess, look where that got you. That got you to, to some heavy burdens that weigh you down. So Jesus is saying, with the invitation, come unto me, all you that are la that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. But the first word of that, it says, take my yoke. So that word take, that has the idea of take on oneself what has been lifted in order to carry it. So when Jesus says, take my yoke, did you know he didn't slap the yoke on you? 
you got to take it. you got to put it on. Now, make no mistake about it, a yoke is still a yoke. There's still limitations. But can I tell you, there's a whole lot more freedom in the yoke of Christ than there is the yoke that we wear a lot of times. And so he says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Now, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. That idea of, of learn of me, it's, it's much more than just knowing facts. Okay? It's much more than memorizing a verse. It's much more than... It, it, it's spending some time in your mind, in your meditation. It's spending some time in your heart. It's, it's learning through experience. Um, I've heard it said, I've heard someone say this and I wrote it down. If you tell me, I'll forget. If you show me, I might remember. But if you involve me, I'll understand. And when Jesus says, learn of me, what He wants us to do is understand. Understand is taking the facts and knowledge we have and putting that into practice in our daily lives. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Now, I had a little illustration. Sharon asked me why I was bringing a bowl of water in here. I told her we was doing feet washing. And she said she'd, had, she'd been in them shoes all day. And I said, I'll pass. <laughs> but here's the thing. If you can see this, i got a sponge up here in a bowl of water. All right. When Jesus says, learn of me, see, what we do, what I do, y'all might be different, but here's what I do. I've been coming to church. I've been praying. I'll read my Proverbs. I'll even listen to Spirit FM. But you see this sponge? See, I'm in the water. I mean, I'm in church. I go to class. I mean, I pray. And I'm in the water. And I'm doing what I'm supposed to do on the external. But has this water had any effect on me whatsoever? Not at all. You know why? Because I'm sealed off. When Jesus says, learn of me, here's what He means. He says, he says, I want you to get involved. I want you to pray in the Spirit. I want you to meditate in the Spirit. And then here's what I'm going to do in turn. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, and I'll fill you up. And then when you get bumped, this is what will flow out of you. You see the difference? So you can go through the motions and we can do all the right stuff on the externals. But when he says, learn to me, what he really means, what he really means to say is, look, I want you saturated. I want you saturated. And so I just thought that, was, that would be a, a, a really good illustration because there's a difference between being involved Dressing right, talking right, acting right, going to the right place, 
but then growing. Those are, those are different things. So he says, learn of me. But here's, here's why. why. Why do we need to take his yoke and learn of him? Because Jesus tells us who he is right here. Okay? We, we've studied the attributes of God, right? Look what Jesus says. For I am meek. Remember who he's talking to now. He's talking to all these Jews that are being pounded by all the externals and the law and then what's added on to them by the Pharisees. So Jesus is saying, hey, instead of take, it, take that yoke off, take, put my yoke on, get yoked up with me, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. See, Jesus is not like other yokes. His yoke is freedom. And I know that's hard to understand if, 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 you've never, if you're here tonight and you've never experienced uh, the grace of God or, 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 or if you've never given your life to Christ. True freedom is found in the person of Christ. True freedom is found in submission. See, we think that sometimes for ourselves, we're gonna we all have something missing, and we're gonna fill it with something. We'll fill we'll fill it with work. We'll fill it with people. We'll fill it with relationships. We'll fill it with good music. We'll fill it with all kinds of things. But what we really need to fill it with is the person of Christ. If you want rest for your soul, that's what he's saying. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke. Get yoked up with me. And learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So his yoke, that word easy there in verse 30, that word easy means it's useful, it's well-fitting, it's tailor-made for you. See, we all have different... Um, callings, I guess, in our life. Okay, We all have different personalities. And that yoke that's on you, if you take that yoke of Jesus and put it on you, it's tailor-made. It's fit for you. Specifically for you. And my burden is light. It's not overbearing. It's not burdensome. Like I said, it's not like other yokes. And as a matter of fact, you know, when those animals, when those oxen are yoked up, as long as they're heading in the same direction, there's not a whole lot of friction. There's not a whole lot of grinding. Just like us with Jesus. When we take His yoke upon us, if we learn of Him and yield to His Spirit, yield to the Spirit, and we're heading in the right direction, we never feel that yoke. That's why it's easy. That's why it's light. That's why it's not burdensome. Matter of fact, we never even feel that yoke until what? We decide to go our own way. 
and then we should fill the yoke, right? Because there are still limitations. Even though he says it's easy, it's tailor-made for you. He's holy and just. And, and he left us a comforter. And the Holy Spirit will convict our heart when we need convicting and, and, and turning. Um, and that's the only time we even really feel that yoke is when we head in our own direction. Flip over to flip over to John real quick. John sixteen. This is not really even in there, but we'll just John sixteen. Hold your spot, but John sixteen thirty three. And I hope I'll tie it all together right here in just a second. This might be the shortest Wednesday night y'all have had in a while. You know, this time of year we often think about peace peace on earth, goodwill toward men, and celebrating the birth of our Savior. And, and it's just a different time of year, and we, and, and we do that. Um, and so as I was thinking about, you know, what I wanted to teach on tonight and kind of what the Lord had showed me, uh, I don't know if you've gotten a hold of that yet, but he, he still got a few minutes to, to, to show you. But, you know, obviously our, our world is, is in turmoil. And that's why we talk so much about peace. We need peace. So that's really what brought on the fact, I mean, everything that we've been through, or I've been through, or my family, everything the last three or four years, I mean, just been chaotic. And, you know, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, that's been my go-to. Because, you know, I tried to fill it with some other stuff. And guess what? All it did was created a heavier load, just more burden. And finally, I realized what Jesus said, come unto me, all you labor and are heavy laden. So you can't work your way out of it. No matter what you do, you can't work your way out of it. You just got to come to Him, take on His yoke. And it's, uh, life's not easy, but His yoke is. But, but John 16.33, I just want to encourage you with this. This is completely out of context or anything else. But Jesus said, These things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. The only way we're going to have peace is, is to come unto Him. Whether it's salvation or our sanctification or our growth. In the world... You shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I'm telling you, if I don't encourage you tonight, there's, there's something, something wrong. Um, so just in review, I didn't even hardly go through my notes because the Lord just kind of put this on me and I, I didn't do a very good job and I, I don't pretend to, but listen, I know He's got this for somebody. I promise you. I've been fighting it. He has this for somebody tonight. Invitation. Come unto me. All you that labor and are heavy laden. I didn't even go through my notes. I've got a little outline here. It alliterates. It does it all. I'm telling you. Come unto me, the invitation. Look at the qualification. All. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's, it's, not, it's not 
exclusive to one person group. It don't matter how much money you have or don't have. It don't matter where you came from, where you were born, what you've been involved with. That's the qualification. If you're if you're if you got heavy burdens, if you're carrying a load, if you're trying to figure out how to get out of it, that makes the load heavier. Can I tell you there's an answer? Look at the relaxation. Come unto me, all you labor and heavy laden, and I, the person of Christ, will give you rest. And the application is we've got to take his yoke, the person of Christ, put it on. We have to put it on. He's not going to slam it on us. Take his yoke, put it on us, learn of him. How do we do that? Through through biblical teaching, biblical preaching, praying. Now, if we take all that and we don't put it into practice, then we're, that's going to become a yoke of its own, of just memorization and of just gathering facts. You follow me? So we've got to take it and put it into practice because that, that word learn of me, that's, that's what that means. That's how we take it and put it into practice. And you shall find rest unto your soul. Look, I don't know who it's for tonight. I, that, that was, you know, I can't apologize for giving you God's word. I promise, I studied, I prayed. But it's for somebody. And so, uh, I guess the way we'll end it up tonight is, I'm going to pray. And then I'm just going to open it up. If anybody got a testimony or anything. And then we'll close out. If you'd like to share something or, um, I don't know. I'm just going to let the Lord do what he does. Lord, we come to you tonight, God. Just thank you for your word. Lord, thank you for um, showing me that uh, your burden's light. And no matter what I'm going through in my life, that you're the answer. And if there's one here tonight, Lord, that, that don't know you as Lord and Savior, and they're trying to figure out which way to go, up, down, what to do, and all they're looking for is a personal relationship with you in, in need of a Savior. Lord, I pray uh, that you would just convict their heart tonight. Lord, your word says if, if we agree with you that we're sinners, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. Your word says we'll be saved. Just thank you for that rest. And Lord, if there's somebody here tonight that's they're saved, they know they're on the way to heaven, but they're just grinding it out. They're just doing everything they can to try to their best to live the Christian life. Lord, I pray that they would take that yoke off and put you on. And Lord, I pray that they would realize that your burden is easy. Your burden's light and your yoke's easy. And Lord, just thank you for this time and thank you for the opportunity. I pray that we would take this tomorrow and apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.